the college football experience USC Trojan season preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's w y n n bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use it in their Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance at a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Football experience USC Trojan season preview. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. You all American son of a bitch. And I'm joined by my co host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, up. Give me some, give me some jams there, buddy. Oh, there we go. Yeah, buddy. Uh, and we are talking USC Trojan football here, Patty C. And uh, look, I guess I got to do this. Uh, you know, I'm not a big USC guy, but hey. You know, uh, give credit where it's due. It's it's a blue blood. It somewhat is. Here we go. <laughs> this is USC, Patty C. This is from Matt Leinert to Carson Palmer to Todd Moranovich <laughs> to OJ Simpson to running back you perhaps. Yeah, but running back you not anymore when you look at some of these numbers. Yeah, that's right. But OJ Simpson, Charles White, uh, Anthony Lendale White. Yeah, Lendale White. Reggie Anthony. Bush. Just a slew. I mean, how about safety? You is a DBU? Yeah. Well, Palomalu. Uh, uh, Palomalu. Uh, Talona Hafonga last year. Uh, I mean, that guy looked kind of like Palomalu. Yeah, you could make a case this is DBU, Petty C. You really could. Ronnie Lott. Uh, uh, what's his name? The safety for the Broncos in the eighties, Smith, Dennis oh, Smith. Dennis Smith, nice. Um, Joey Browner back oh, in wow. the day. Yeah, they're just cranking them out. Jason Taylor Seahorn. Mays. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, you got just a, a ton. What about linebackers? We got Brian Cushing, 
Junior Seau, Clay Matthews, Clay Matthews. We had Ray Malaluga, dude. They had Cushing, Matthews, and Malaluga in the same linebacking core. Ridiculous. No wonder they had a little dynasty there in the early to mid two thousands. Uh, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like this is uh, you know, they have the most players drafted in the history of college football. Wow. The powerhouse, probably west of Texas. I mean, Lynn Swan. We didn't even touch on Marcus Allen. I mean, you could really just have a lot. Yeah. Keyshawn Johnson. Afterthoughts. Number one yeah. pick in the draft. Afterthought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just a, a slew of great players. Frank Gifford. <laughs> there All you right. go. Going way back. Got to go way back on Frank Gifford. Um, but you look at this team, and one of my favorite coaches in college football, Patty C. Clay Helton. And why is he one of my favorite coaches? Because he does just enough to not get fired. And I can appreciate never that. enough to win big. Yes. And it gives it hope for everyone else. And, and, and look, USC had their year. So I, I root against them. I'm not going to bullshit you. Yeah. I root against them. Um, but at the same time, Hey, I'm trying to be fair. All right. We're trying to be an honest podcast, Patty C. We are quite honest about this. Look, we're not big into many blue bloods around these parts. You know, we're 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 some backwoods loving uh, football guys. That sounds kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> uh, uh, but look, he's forty five and twenty three as a head coach at USC. That's not very good. Um, last season they were five and one, but I'm going to make the case that they were the luckiest team in college football. And, and I really think you break it down. Uh, the first two games out the gate, unbelievable luck against Arizona state and Arizona. They deserve to lose both those games. In my opinion. Yeah. Then at Utah, Certainly Arizona state is one of the luckiest. Arizona was a fourth and like six deflected catch. Like, so the, the defensive lineman or linebacker deflects the ball for Arizona. Yeah. So it misses the receiver that it's going to for almost like f- some Franco Harris style Yeah. goes to the running back. Now it wasn't for a, a 50 yard touchdown, but it was for like a 10 yard gain yeah. that gave him a first down, kept him alive. Yes. Yeah. And let him. So, so you have both of those because by the way, it, in the Arizona state game, not only did they get those onside kicks, they also had a deflected touchdown catch as well. That won them the game. That's right. That's right. So in, in two weeks, just very kind bounces. Then they get Utah in Salt Lake City, where normally Utah smacks them, but not this time because Utah had their games canceled. So USC was in game three. Yeah. Utah was in game one. Yeah. It doesn't great, even show great up. advantage. Yeah. Then you have okay the Washington State game, but even that. Yes, I think they would have won it regardless. But it was scheduled on a Friday, and Washington State had to come there and play on a Sunday. Yeah, not, not a normal situation yes. for Washington State. You don't uh, get to study any film, yeah. any prep. You're doing yeah. one. Uh, I mean, basically half the time you have to prep for that game is spent flying down. Yeah. You know. Uh, then you uh, at UCLA they win by five in a game where if Dorian Thompson Robinson doesn't throw that pick six late, UCLA kind of had that game won. Yeah. So you can make a case, Patty C, that that I, I just think they were the luckiest team in college football last year. Uh, it does make sense, and they're canceling their uh, game against Colorado might not be luck, but uh, it was fortunate <laughs> that they had that excuse. Yeah. Um, so you look at this thing, and here the Trojans are coming into what is this year seven with Clay Helton? Is that right? That's 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 just unbelievable. Um. What what's your overall analysis of Clay Helton? One, 
two, three, four, five, six. Really, uh, year eight if you consider that bowl game in 2013 before he was hired full time in 2015. But really, year seven coming up. Um, my uh, understanding, my analysis of Clay Helton is that it's exactly the person you just described. He's good enough to win enough to win. Uh, but couldn't keep any his job. football coach, and I'm not trying to come at the guy. He's probably a nice guy. Uh, couldn't I feel like if you threw any coach, like your worst power, worst college football coaches in the FBS, yeah, at USC, I think they would be eight and four, nine and three. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's the most talented team in his conference, and even that, like. They've botched. Do you want me to hit these recruiting yes, rankings? Yes, let's do this. They were uh 2017 4, 2018 4. Boom. 2019, you almost have to blame or no, 2019 they were 20, so not good, but not not terrible, but 2020 he was on the hot seat the whole year, so you kind of have to blame administration. 64th in the nation recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> Last year uh bounced back to number 7 and currently sitting at number 33 with a long way to go though. Um and a nice looking class. So I think, uh, you know, yeah, this, this program recruits itself for the most part. You should be able to win eight or nine minimum every single year. Yeah. And you also got to do a better job of keeping the guys in state. I feel like the best talent is getting away from yeah. USC. The entire sec quarterback room is uh, all California. California. Yeah, 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 yeah. Los yeah. Angeles guys. Uh, another thing. I mean, I don't know. Well, let's get, what do you, what do you, what do you make of Keaton Slovis? Uh, I mean, he just seems like another uh, USC quarterback. Now, I do think that they have had some good quarterbacks. I was back watching some Matt Barkley tape, and he's kind of a guy that was under the radar. He got a lot of hype, and you're like, oh, he didn't win the Heisman. So, you know, based on what they've been doing earlier, that's kind of a disappointment. But I went, he was awesome. I went back and watched him in college. I was watching that USC Oregon game I was telling you about. Yeah. Uh, shootout, and he he performed masterfully in that. So. Slovis is currently a Tennessee Titan. There you go. Par for the course though. I mean, USC has great quarterbacks. I think Slovis is a darn good quarterback. The numbers back it up. Of course, any quarterback in the air raid system is going to put up some pretty, pretty big numbers. So, well, Slovis is back in the, you know, I thought he didn't look great last year, but I, there, you know, they were saying that he was dinged up um, last season. So uh, I'll I'll say he was much more impressive the year prior, but uh, he's back and their run game, whether it's uh now they did have a couple transfers. Uh, Stephen Carr transferred to Indiana, and I believe what Marcel Ship is that is that the name that went to Nebraska? I believe I'm pu- trying to pull this up right now. On the f- uh, no Marquise Step transferred to no to 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 Nebraska. They still have uh I think this is the gentleman that caught the the deflected pass Veve Malapea, and they have Texas transfer Keontae Ingram. They also added another. Uh, they, I mean, this school went heavy on the transfer portal, especially from the University of Texas. Uh, but they also have Darwin uh, Barlow, another transfer from TCU at running back coming in. I imagine it's going to be a mixture of Ingram and uh, Malapale. Pay you getting better. Those uh, Pacific Islander names there. Sure. Polynesia. If you just give me more alcohol, I'll nail it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Wide receiver wise, though, you got Drake London and Katie Nixon transfers from Colorado to USC. Brutal. Uh, in in division, gotta give the guy yeah. a hard time about that, especially as a Buffs fan. Yeah, just brutal, man. <laughs> and uh, Brew McCoy. Now Brew McCoy just caught a felony charge, so I don't know how that will shake out with him uh, being able to be 
ready to play. So that receiving unit that looks so great takes a big hit with with if McCoy's not available. Tight end Eric Cromer Cromen Hoke. I think you got it. Uh, senior, he's back now. Four or five on the offensive line. That's back, Patty. Or that, that's that's huge, Patty C. Um, but here's the question I want to deem to you. Yeah. Do the Trojans need to be running the air raid with Graham Harrell? Uh, I don't believe they should be. Right. I mean, if you're running back, you and you're running the air raid. Right there, there should be a problem. Exactly, and look, they were 31st in scoring offense a season ago, 120th out of 127 rushing, 11th passing, charting at the 46th best offense. That's not that's not really getting it done for me. Yeah, <laughs> that should not satisfy any USC fans. Uh, going back to uh, recent years, their scoring offense: uh, th- 35th, uh, 92nd, 37th, and uh, 32nd last year. So. He hasn't been cranking out elite offenses in quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving something to be desired, Helton. And then what defensively, you know, they return eight, but uh, I mean, we'll just want uh, two of four on the defensive line led by uh, uh, Drake Jackson to both linebackers. And then uh, three of five in the secondary. This defense was 46 in scoring defense, 49th in rushing defense, 43rd in pass defense, charting at 40th overall for Todd Orlando coming over from Texas as well. And that's the thing with the transfer portal, Patty C. I mean, to, I mean, they've gotten like 20 transfers from the state of, from the University of Texas over the past few years, but just recently this offseason, Jake Smith, wide receiver from Texas. I hit on Darwin Barlow, the running back from TCU coming over. They did lose projected starting defensive tackle Jay Tuoa to UCLA. Mm. Brutal. Yes. Uh, Stephen Carr transferred. Slap in the face. Yeah. Stephen Carr realized, hey, they never give me the ball and I'm a talented running back. So let me go to Indiana. Yep. But safety Chris Thompson comes in from Auburn. Malcolm Epps, a tight, a four-star tight end from Texas transfers in. Um, Memphis wide receiver Taj Washington transfers in. Keontae Ingram, I hit on the running back from Texas. Katie Nixon, the, the wide, the talented wideout from Colorado, transfers in. Um, another Texas safety, Xavion Alford, transfers in. Um, what else do we got here? An Alabama defensive tackle uh, transfers in as well. In in nailing the transfer portal, but maybe the biggest uh, acquisition talent wise is Corey Foreman. Number one player overall out of high school coming in to the college ranks this year. They let Kayvon Thibodeau get away out of LA a few years ago, but they were able to convince Corey Foreman to stay, uh, stay local, even though I think Clemson was calling pretty hard for him. I think he even may have committed to Clemson at one point. So maybe Helton figuring it out that you got to put a fence around LA. If you want to win this thing, what gets Helton fired eight and four? Certainly. So nine and three is safe. Maybe nine and three is 50, 50. 10 and two, he's safe. I think nine and three would be just enough to keep him. <laughs> so that's exactly I don't know what if you're that's hoping my, for. It's, I don't know if that's what I'm hoping for, but this win total, by the way, uh, was at nine and the money has came in against it. It's down to eight and a half. Mm, C. The, the, the faith uh, of USC has dwindled nationally. Uh, these defensive rankings aren't much better over the last four years, 60, 65, uh, 78 and 46 or uh, yeah, 46 scoring last year. So, I mean, he hasn't had elite like play on either side of the ball in at least four years. I think I philosophically, I think they're, they're, they're starting out wrong, soft. 
Yeah, in my opinion, like you right. don't need to be doing this. Yeah, your the USC. whole point of the uh, spread offense, the air raid, is okay. You you have skill position players. Yeah, you don't, so you don't have, have the size, talent. Right? Yes, you, you don't, don't have the yeah. size. Right, it's the opposite of well, it's kind of the same thing as the triple option. Triple option, you don't have the size, so you get fast linemen that can cut. Yeah. You know, and then you can uh, neutralize their size advantage that way. You're doing the same thing with the uh, air raid by getting the ball out quickly, but you do have the size of your USC. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. completely blowing the advantage yes, that you do have. Exactly. And the problem I see, so eight and a half is the win total now adjusted as of today, it is eight and a half. And blindly, I'm going to say we got to ride the over because clay Helton normally will win nine games. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll say this. There's potential for craziness though. As in like the wheels falling off the wagon. Yeah. Uh, out the gate. Let's get to it. Saturday, September 4th. They play San Jose state. And a few years ago, they probably scheduled this and they thought, Hey, this is great. They're terrible. We're going to beat up on them. Yeah. They were one of the worst teams in the country, or if not the worst yeah. team in the country. For several USC years though, row. credit to USC. They always are in the top 10 hardest schedules in my opinion. And, and they never play an FCS. So once again, whether they schedule this on purpose or not, uh, yeah. they have a team that won the mountain West that is returning everybody for yeah. the most part in coming in the yeah. vast majority of years. The, the mountain West champion is a very legitimate team. Yes. And lo and behold, that's on their schedule in their non-conference. And this is the one that's, I think going to be a must watch game because I can tell you this. If USC starts out like they did against Arizona state last year, uh, obviously USC should beat San Jose state. Yeah. But you want a pressure game. Helton's fired. If he loses this game, yeah. that's a guarantee. That is a guarantee. <laughs> I don't know if that's a guarantee. He is fired. If he loses this game, probably dude, they left lane Kiffin on the runway. <laughs> that's true. You're telling me for having a winning record. You're telling me they're not firing him for yeah. losing the San Jose for as hot as his seat is coming into this season, whether that's right or wrong, probably right. Uh, They'll go to Graham Harrell and say, "Hey, this is your year to show yeah, us." Yeah, that's true. They yeah. have a, a a big enough name at the court, uh, the assistant, to run the ship. I mean, we're going to take USC to beat San Jose State, but I, I I actually expect it to be a game. Yeah, because San Jose State is what USC's not. They're a physical, run-heavy football team. Yeah, man, that could be a, a big thing because Graham Harrell might might have a big enough name. I think so. That he and he's young enough. It's a good looking guy. I think I have no idea, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so, maybe I'm, I'm, I don't even know what to say with that statement. What? Uh, who's the yeah. guy? Who's the other uh, Kingsbury? You're Kingsbury, thinking of? Yeah, yeah that's he's in thinking. the NFL. Okay. Somehow he he failed up. They're all the same. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's that's one of the greatest stories of failing upward. Like you you just were terrible at pretty terrible at pretty below average, I should say, at Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. And you're like, oh, NFL. Yeah, and let's hire you in the NFL. Uh, week two, home to Stanford. Oh, this is a good game. Stanford. You brought this up on the Stanford pod. Stanford has kind of uh, been the thorn in USC's side over the past decade or past 12, 13 years. I want to pull up the, uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Recently, uh, the last four years or seven years, I should say Stanford's won four of them. So yeah. And I think it was even yeah, more after beyond like 12, that. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, bit dating back to 2007. They played every year and USC has only won six of them. So I think that's like, I don't know. What? I'm not a mathematician. Well, they didn't play last 14 year. years. So like they, they didn't play last year because of COVID. Okay. Um, I'll do the math and I'll let you know. Yeah. In a sec. yeah. Um, but then 
So we got a win in that. It's, it's, at it's, home. it's in the Coliseum. Yeah, I'll ride good. with USC. Uh, then they make a, a, a trip up to Pullman, and this is the, the Pac-12 finally wised up. Uh, you know, unfortunately, because the Oregon and USC don't have back-to-back away games. They finally started to catch on to the SEC yeah. and ACC, right? Manipulating their schedule, I guess they feel well, themselves getting left behind. But not only do they not have back-to-back away games, they give them their games at Pullman and at Colorado mm-hmm. in the really the first month of the season. Yeah, that is very kind. Yeah, I very, mean, very, very kind to the Trojans. Let, let's let's yeah. be real here. Let's let's hold ourselves accountable here. What are the toughest places to play in the Pac-12? Number one. Well, if you're USC, I would say you want to go to the cold. The, the coldest places would be the most challenging. Sure, but let's uh, let's say at, at, at their worst, Utah in the winter is probably the worst, right? Yeah. Washington yeah. State in the winter is right up there. As far as weather, yeah. Because I would say Austin's got to be fan-wise. True. Yeah. One of the worst. Austin and Seattle are probably, but but those four would come right away, and then Colorado yeah. would probably be fifth. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Arizona state might be a, a tough place to go yeah. play, which they still have to do, but they do that November 6th. Right. So they, they don't have it. Cool it, down yeah, a little bit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a very favorable schedule. Like <laughs> the, yeah, Arizona and Arizona state are on the back end of the schedule. And like, uh, there's a decent shot in Pullman or Boulder. If they play this in November, there's a decent shot that it's snowing or raining. Yeah. Yeah. Which so, for the air raid yes, doesn't bode well, very favorable scheduling by the pac 12. Um, which they're finally Larry Scott on the way out the door, finally, finally getting it. Now, like I said, I don't want to say this in a positive light because this is horseshit. And it's one of the problems in college football Yeah, because it makes it really hard out of a, without a, a true playoff to know who the hell is really that yeah. good. Or cause one team went through a much more difficult gauntlet yeah. than but without a commissioner regulating and the SEC yeah. and the ACC going That's, unchecked. The, the only way to get out of that is a large playoff. That's and true. Or manipulate your schedule. Like, I mean, but, but even you can't still manipulate your schedule. Cause your conference dictates it. Yeah. I mean, that's like, true. unfortunately Washington state or Arkansas. Oh, you're talking about for the teams that are being crapped on. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're up shit Creek. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. that's why you need a large, yeah, playoff. a large yeah. playoff would discourage that, you know, or at least not encourage no, it. If you have a large enough play, if you cast a big enough net. So even like a seven and five team, like Iowa state's got two sets of back-to-back away games this year. That's more than Alabama and Clemson. It's it's either as as much or uh or more more than they've had in the th- last five than years. Alabama, combined. Clemson, Oklahoma, yeah, all those teams. So my point is is that are we really seeing the best teams at the end? Because we I think we're under this illusion of like, oh well Oklahoma's better. No, I think Oklahoma's proven it over the past few years when they've lost a lot of regular season games or not a lot, but more than they traditionally do. Lincoln Riley's got caught once or twice, almost every year Yeah, that if they had to run a back-to-back schedule, which they haven't had to do, yeah, there's a lot of proof that they would lose. Yeah. There's more like, yeah. right. Exactly. No, of course. There's a reason they're doing it. There's a reason they're doing it. And the stats, you know, stand out. It's not a coincidence that in every conference, the teams that have the best chance to succeed have these little scheduling similarities, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it sucks, but I am I'm, I'm actually not that against it just because everyone else is doing it. And I think for the overall landscape of college football, the PAC 12 needs to be competitive. They need to send I get a team it. to the I get it. But I'm, my, my argument is like, are you really seeing the best team? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Um, uh, week three. So by, by, by week three at was wazoo, you got them three, you know, 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got him three and oh two. Um, and then uh, Jonathan Smith and Oregon State come to town. And by the way, USC misses Washington and Oregon this year. That's that's nice. That's a nice schedule. <laughs> that is nice. Um, Oregon State comes to town. Those, I got them beating Oregon State. Those are the only two teams uh, in the conference that they're missing. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably team number two and three in the conference. Yeah, yeah. that does arrive. Maybe one and two. two yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, home to Oregon State. What do you think? That's a win. Yeah, I agree. Four and zero. Oh, uh, Saturday, October second at Colorado could be tricky, but I still think it's a win. Yeah, it's still going to be hot. Five and zero. Oh. Um, five and zero. Oh, home to Utah. Tough game, but Utah I think doesn't have. Utah doesn't, doesn't play as good in LA, but they came close the past couple times. Yeah, they've been getting better and better at at, at that. But I still think you got to give it to USC. Yeah, they're, right? they 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 benefit from the cold. You know, yeah. they're a physical brand of football. Uh, yeah, USC six and zero oh, going into a bye week. And at then, Notre Dame, October twenty third. Hopefully, this one's cold, and this one, Notre Dame will win. I mean, this is going to be a good game. The hype for this game, I'm Notre Dame coming. They're just in. more physical. Uh, Notre Dame's a more physical football team. They are. They are. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking Notre Dame in South Bend. Criticism. I'm taking Notre Dame. Decent chance Notre Dame's undefeated, or at least uh, five and one. When's the last time SC won in South Bend? Let me pull that up for you. Uh, I think it's been a few years. Right. I mean, uh, I guess they play every other year, but I'm saying I, I, I think uh, it's been it's been some time. Third most played game in their history. This website's all jumping around on me. Oh, uh, but you actually lean USC in this game? I don't think I do lean USC. I think I might lean Notre Dame. I just think it's going to be really close. I think they're a better coach team. I mean, last few years, Notre Dame by three, Notre Dame by seven over the last two years. Um, USC. Last one at Notre Dame. I'm going down the list. 2011, 31 to 17. So they've lost four in a row in South Bend. This could be number five. Um, I think maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna lean Notre Dame. I'm on Notre Dame. I'm gonna say uh, 60 40 Notre Dame. Yes, yes. Uh, Then uh, they're home to the Arizona Wildcats. That's a win, right? Yep. Yep. At Arizona State. Now this one has potential to be a win because of the Herm Edwards thing. I have no idea what's happening there. Yeah. Without that, I would favor Arizona State. Yeah. The way that Arizona State played them a season ago, but the the, the distraction, there's potential to, to be a win here. Yeah. Um, where, where are you leaning here? <laughs> this is a good game. Uh, you know what? I'm over the next two. I'm just gonna not not get committal here. I'm going to say they're going to lose one in the next two though. I think there's a chance they lose both. They could. Yeah, they very well could. Uh, The it's at Arizona state on November 6th, followed by at Cal on November 13th. Uh, So they actually do have one set of back-to-back away. See, even that they, they still gave them one set of back-to-back away. Uh, Still as many as Clemson's had in the last five years. Um, So then home to UCLA after that, I think they, I got them going nine and three. I'll put it like that. They have home to UCLA and home to BYU. I think they're a nine and three football team. There's potential though. You lose that game to San Jose state out the gate and you fire Helton and the team's not buying in. Yeah. There's potential for a disastrous season. There is um, over under. We said was eight and a half. Yeah. I am seeing, I mean, between those two and then UCLA BYU, even though they get them both at home, um, one of them could catch them. I'm, I think the line should be closer to like nine, nine and a half. Um, so I, I'm actually going 10 and two here. I'm taking yeah. the over. I think there'll be nine and three. I think UCLA or I think they're going to lose to Notre Dame uh, and then either Arizona state or Cal. And then 
UCLA or, or it could be both Arizona state and Cal. Uh, here's the thing. I'm, I'm taking a leap of faith that they're taking a step forward with Keaton Slovis at the helm and another year with Graham Harrell fine tuning this offense, but they're not like the, the defensive uh, and offensive scoring statistics, finishing 32nd in scoring offense and 46th in scoring defense last year. That's not a 10 and two kind of team. So yeah. maybe I'm, you know, jumping the gun. Well, even if you go and look at their, uh, their, their season in 19, the last full football season they had, you know, they beat Fresno state one score game. They beat Utah one score game. They beat Colorado one score game. They beat Arizona state one score game. You know, they, they just aren't that impressive, man. Yeah. And until I see otherwise, I, I'm I, look, I don't feel good about taking the over. I don't feel good about taking the over. Yeah. You might be right. Yeah. So uh, I'm taking the over based on their now talent. It's now eight and a half. Yeah. But I don't feel great about this play. Yeah. So I mean, um, Stanford could easily be a loss. I mean, any of uh, some of these other games, you know, I wouldn't shock me if uh, they, they lost in Pullman the way that they played last year. Wouldn't Arizona sh- kept it close last yeah, year. Yeah, wouldn't shock me if Utah upset them. Yeah, in in the Coliseum. You got a so. nine game conference slate. Your non conferences, the pa- the Mountain West champion, a playoff team in Notre Dame, and BYU who won yeah, eleven. I games mean, they're, they're basically playing eleven Power Fives. Yeah, and San Jose State. That's ridiculous. The team that won the Mountain West. Right. That that's a ridiculous schedule. <laughs> that is right. Ridiculous schedule. Um. Okay, folks. Well, uh, look. We're on, we're both on the over, but tread lightly. I'll put it like that. Um, anyway, make sure you subscribe to the college football experience. We're breaking down all 130 college football teams. So come on, get it. There's a podcast for every single team in the land and also subscribe to the college basketball experience. Andy infield doing a good job at USC. Good tournament run there. They're reloaded. They got some transfers. Uh, one of the Mobley brothers are, are back. So I watch out for the Trojans. All right, they're making some noise in, in the in the basketball world. That's Patty right. C. They're they're saying, "Hey, LA ain't all UCLA's town in basketball." There you go. Andy Enfield doing a great job. We got we got you covered with USC talk all, and Andy Enfield talk all year long on the college basketball experience. We talk college basketball year round over there, and we talk college football year round over here. So subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, me, Patty C, NC Nick. We've been over 500 picking every Division One football and basketball game for the past four years. Yes, individually for each sport, we're over 500. So obviously, as a collective as well, we're also way over 500 on our locks. We give you all that for free on the SGPN app. Download that app for free in the App Store or Google Play Store. You'll get all of our picks, all of our podcasts, all of our content, all of our giveaways. Right? You could go listen to that uh, that beautiful, beautiful uh, interview we just did with Phil Steele talking college football. Boom. Um, you'll get all that content over there. So check that out. Um, if you're kind enough to download the SGPN app, like I said, for free, leave a five-star review, say some nice things about us. And if you do that, take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at the Colby D. Give me a follow. Show me that screenshot. We'll send you a college experience t-shirt. How about that? Now at the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K the college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN and the sports gambling podcast networks on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them all a follow and also check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast as well. All right, folks, this is the college football experience. USC Trojan style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.